Always an honor to spend it with you guys uh, Wednesday right here while giving the salute to the Budos Band, Trumpet Section, Brass. Man, we all need brass, woodwinds, and a good rhythm section in our life. You really got to pay homage. They're out of Staten Island. The Budos Band, let's hit it. said a little horsepower and good music and a little tinkering is always good for the soul. Welcome back, Mrs. Susie Saka. That is a great recipe right there. It is, the Budos Band. (laughs) You know, I've been doing this like on Spotify. (laughs) I've been researching all these no-name bands, all these street like bands, the performers. Okay. They're playing at the train stations. Yep. You see them. I remind you, give them a tip. Because they could be the same people. Like on the way over here, I saw a guy, he had a sign. You know, we see people, yeah. they're on the, and they need money. And the sign said, I ain't going to lie, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I'm saying is, here are a bunch of musicians, and we do. I know this is an automotive lifestyle show, but I know you guys are cranking your music in the service base. Uh, a lot of our C-suite individuals, our executives, they are cranking it in the office, and we appreciate that. <laughs> If we can't live life, Susie, what are we going to live, man? No, you got to live life, Frank. How you been? Amazing. How are you? I'm wunderbar. I'm excited. I got uh, the Automotive Service Councils of California. I have a big uh, educational conference. I know, and I'm so excited for you. A big shout out to all, all of the students on campus here at the East Valley Institute of Technology, as well as I bow and praise our unsung heroes, the instructors. Oh, yeah. You need to step back, take a deep breath, and do like Japan. If you see a college professor in Japan, you stop the world and you share the spirit of gratitude. Nice. I think we need to do that in our society. I think there's not enough of it in our society. As well as hug a mechanic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Uh, Yeah, so it was an interesting week uh, thus far, and I wanted to report on some news for sure. Uh, Let's get right to it. We talked about this electric vehicle Uh, What is one of the biggest shifts in consumer behavior? A lot of you saying, well, I don't know if I can join that party. Uh, Because it is what, Susie? It's expensive. Yep. Right? A lot of you, uh, that's a barrier. The affordability. Uh, Battery life, uh, however, we're getting better and we'll continue from a technological point of view. We'll get better. As well as the big drum roll, as it was announced by President Biden, Charging infrastructure. Yeah, I was just going to talk about that. What, 900 million? 900 million. Boo doggy. Big bones. Yeah. Uh, And as the news comes out, because I tried to just kind of search this last minute, he's up at the Detroit Auto Show. Of course, my understanding is he loved the Corvette. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me, sir, that's not an EV. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it was a pretty orange Corvette. (laughs) It was. And so this announcement will particularly help us on the uh, infrastructure. Yeah, this is huge because we've always talked about the lack of charging stations. I mean, a lot of you on the way to California, you got to stop by and get a cheeseburger at Carl's Jr. It's not really a great pit stop, but you got to charge your EV. I get it. Yep. You know, here's the concept. We have a lot of uh, automotive industry shop owners and such. Um, I believe the future of automotive service, primarily in the aftermarket, I think the dealers, is. I mean, the dealers have, somewhat been on this for a while. You get your car done, you get your nails did and all this stuff. But I think in general, consumers are going to involve to where they want an experience. Oh yeah. Short of Disneyland type experience. So here you come into my place. We recharge, right? You come in, you're going to charge up. I'm going to have a cigar lounge. Maybe we talk cars. Maybe we have you know, various accessorization to your lifestyle. I like the cigar lounge. I Yeah. I'm not a big cigar smoker. I'll smoke one once in a while. I, I will, too. It depends on life celebration. Yeah. What I did when my daughter was born, I had a cigar and almost, <laughs> I said, whoa, wait a minute, because I'm not a big cigar no. guy. But, you know, you, 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 you watch it on TV, social, whatnot. Back then, we didn't have social. But you're like, oh, okay, I'll smoke one of these doohickeys. That's right. I think I smoked a cigar with you one time. I think we Didn't did. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a great way to celebrate. Uh, Collision Repair Education Foundation. We've had them on the show. Uh, Unsung Heroes may be the motto of this show. And we truly need to be grateful. 
The Collision Repair Educational Foundation has raised hundreds of millions of dollars for the collision side of technicians and education with their scholarships. They've got a full load of backing from the industry. Pay attention right now. CollisionRepairEducationFoundation.org, CREF. They are hosting between 6 and 8 p.m. October 7th. Put it on the calendar. They've connected with Finnish Masters Hoodmaster Challenge, and students get to compete in that arena. So we'll have more announcements as it uh, comes together. It? This is out of Indiana. Oh, okay. Okay, and I'll have this uh, listed in the show notes for all of our... By the way, thank you, all of our podcast family. We'll have the show notes. But I want you to guys to just be aware of that Craft Collision Repair Education Foundation uh, is partnering with Finish Master to host the second annual PIN Master Challenge. This is where high school kids and college collision students can compete for prizes. We need prizes in our lives, Susie. Yes, we do. Any prizes happen with you this week? <laughs> prizes. Surprises or prizes? <laughs> did, you have, did you have a situation where you thought, well, that light bulb's not going to work? Oh, it, in, it, a, in the Prius right now. Oh. The left headlight has been out. Oh. I'm trying to figure out, do I have to replace the assembly or can I just replace the bulb? Well, you can't cheat on that. I can't. So tonight after the show, I think I'm going to have to dissect that left headlight. Dissect it. Mm-hmm. You gonna rebuild it? Or? I will rebuild it. I will reglue it. Whatever I have to do, Frank. That's a hand bump. Susie Sock is getting her hands greasy. We love that. We love that. I think we have Mr. Greg Ovist uh, on hold. Let's bring Greg in. He's gonna give us a classic car report. Where are you at, baby? Hey, what's going on? Hi, Greg. Good to hang with you, man. Where, where are you at? Uh, you you some far exotic place under hood somewhere? <laughs> well, hey, first I have to say. I have no problems having a cigar with you guys sometimes. Ooh, doggy. Yeah, some you know I can I can I just totally railroad this show right now? Sure. And tell yeah. you what my brother did cuz you mentioned cigars. Oh yeah. My brother went out and bought me like so he's an over the road trucker. He's doing his thing. I always wonder how he does what he, it's not for me, but he enjoys it. He's running through Kentucky. Well, if you run through Kentucky, you got horses <laughs> and bourbon. He picks me up a whole big box of like nine bottles of bourbon. So yeah, oh, wow. I think I think we do need to get together. A little bourbon and bourbon and cigars. Cigars. Oh. Count me in for that. Okay. What, what's shaking, Greg? What are you doing? Well, hey, I don't have a lot shaking on the antiquity side this week, but I have something that came up in some conversations I thought might be a good show topic sometime. All right. Give us the straight so, and skinny, brother. Well, here I'm at these I'm, I'm at an auction with um uh Copart and they now have this fully exotic auction of all oh. the Lambos, the Ferraris. They're, they're all wrecked. They're all smashed. Oh, I got to ask you, are you seeing an uptick in luxury oh. market for uh, for like-kind yeah. quality used? Yeah, yeah. There, there is an uptick for sure. But the question that came up was, is should people that buy supercars, should they be required to have a special license to own them? Oh. Because so many of these high-dollar, six-figure, half-million-dollar cars are getting wrecked for, due to inexperience. So it was just something that came up today. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't think anyone's really ever thought outside the box when it comes to that. All right. Well, I don't have a direct answer, but I do have a frank theory. Are you ready? Yeah. What is it? A lot of people got that money after COVID. They got that money, that free federal government money. They said, let me buy me a luxury vehicle. And they That's live right. in high and mighty. And guess what happened, Susie? They wreck it. No. Oh. I think they, they couldn't lose it. afford it. They lose it. Now, we're seeing this in the marketplace with new yep. car. I'm thinking something. I got a gut in, like my gut swirling. I think there are folks that bought something they couldn't afford, and then maybe, shh, there's a little money on the side. There you go. Could I be speculating too hard, Mr. Ovist? No, I think you're right on point. I, I do know that on the exotic car side, there's a lot of repos going on. I think people bought a lot of cars they couldn't grab, couldn't hold on to, and they're coming back to auction now. Now, uh, theoretically, regarding collision with a luxury vehicle, I bet you there is a study. It's not in front of me, but I'll speculate a little hard here. I bet you there's a study that say those that drive uh, high-end, fast, supercar, luxury goodness um, they're more apt to run the you-know-what out of them and yeah. and may, may not have 
you know, they were driving a Kia Rio days before. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but no, I think there may be some of that going on for sure. But do you, Susie, you think you need a super license well, for a super car? Well, here's the question. When you say wreck, what do you mean by wreck? Are we talking complete? Like, like I mean, yeah. we know they're salvages, but. Completely destroyed. Like as in totaled in an accident. Is this... Totaled in an accident, not unrepairable. Damaged cars. So okay. It's different if you have an exotic car and you smash and get a fender and bumper cover and it's, you know, $10,000, $12,000. But we're talking about brand new quarter million dollar cars wrecked, totaled with 2,000 miles on them. Wow. Bad drivers? Yeah. I Bad don't know, drivers. but I don't know if. Uh, Can't handle the that, power. I mean, we yeah. know that insurance companies are going to do what they have to do regarding, you know, what you traditionally say the bean counters. Like they have to be whole. It is a business. So who right. knows? I mean,. Uh, That's awfully young, though, Frank, to wreck a car. I say we get somebody from Haggerty. Hey, get in your Rolodex. Let's get somebody in from Haggerty Insurance, and let's find out what the story is there, Greg. Should should those prices, should one pay a premium? Because that, I don't see, I... Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. And Greg, you have one I, I, week to do this. One week, man. next Wednesday. I, it is a topic I want to dig in a little deeper on, but I think if someone had some type of supercar training, their insurance rates might be a better point than ones that don't. Wow. Uh-huh. Supercar you know? training. You think the folks back in the 50s and 60s are just laughing at us right now? <laughs> Supercar <laughs> training. Yeah. I mean, but we were serious. Uh, we are going to task you for that investigative journalism. Oh, yeah. We're on it. And we don't want any quiet quitting. <laughs> no quiet quitting. No. Greg, you're a champion, man. I love you. Uh, thank you for calling in. You guys... Uh, Check out Greg Ovista. He can help you buy or sell. He is just a sweetheart of a guy, knows his stuff. Uh, Greg Ovis with G-E-E-Z-U-P.com. Thank you so much, Greg. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, and let's grab that cigar soon. Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, Susie, what's happening in the weird section of the news? Before we, we got to announce the show topic. Of course, please do. Or else people will fire us. Do, Frank, do. (laughs) Well, let's do the show topic. I'm honored, man. You know, the industry is full of just entrepreneurial spirit. When there's a problem in the service bay, we know this firsthand. We scratch our head and say, why don't they make a tool for this? Or perhaps another shortcoming. And right now, the industry is full of great companies that actually have the ability to fulfill the shortcomings by way of productivity, efficiency, training. And we're honored to have Tyler Robertson. of C- He's the CEO of Diesel Laptops. We're going to have a discussion. I thought we'd crack this open. We always talk about our gas mechanics, Mm -hmm. but are we burning out diesel technicians by way of technology? Are diesels here to stay? I hope they are. Okay. But they're absolutely under EPA mandates, just like a gas vehicle, of course. But they do have uh, lines of code and network and all that kind of stuff. Uh, The traditional diesel technician may have had a certain skill set they could get by, but now with all of this technology under hood, uh, we're going to have Tyler come in, Tyler Robertson, CEO of Diesel Laptops. We're going to navigate this. What are the solutions? How do we help these poor diesel technicians who are on their way to major advancements and maybe struggling in the service space? So I want you guys to hang tight. But first, we need a little bit weird. of the weird. Give me the weird. So I'm not going to share a weird story. I'm going to share a weird experience. Is that right. okay? You're going to be serious. I got to be serious. You went from Susie Sockets to Susie Serious right now. Well, but I am very happy. You are About happy. this experience. Frank, I like and I the happy it. Susie. Thank you. 97 Honda Prelude. You know I own one. Oh, I love that. Call. You know, last week I was talking about all the videos I was watching on how to adjust the valves. Yeah, they need to be adjusted. Right. After an engine rebuild, I was supposed to drive it 500 miles, change the oil, and it should go away or adjust the valves. Frank, I called five different places. And would you all, would you believe they all said, uh, well, um, yeah, it can be done. I'd need a couple weeks with it. And, uh, but we don't want to take the risk. Oh, my God, you don't want to get me started on that. We only have like a minute left to this segment, uh, but there's reasons for that, and it's it's quiet quitting on the, on the technician side. I believe so, Frank, it, because... It means, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I, so I called my boys at CBA Machine, right? And they yeah. said, call Hontech. 
Hontech is right up the street from me. Hontech. Hontech over on Fry and uh, what? Arizona Avenue yeah, and Chandler. Arizona. Yeah. Solid, yeah. Solid, solid shop. Joe and Lorraine, the owners, took my car in Friday. It was late in the day. They fixed it on Monday. It is not quiet quitting. It's quiet running. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> it's beautiful. So it's like arthritis. You got that solid. <laughs> and you don't have any more crickety crackly. They did amazing. Well, uh, for you driving a Honda, if you've had that same experience where... You get that uh, that needed valve train adjustment. I'm just going to speak the truth. A lot of technicians will not do that. They wouldn't. It's a little bit of a job unless you know and you're proficient, then it's really not. It's like anything else in life. Uh, you guys can visit HonTechAZ.com. Big shout out to Honda Tech. Yeah, we love you. You you deserve them some cigars and rums. I need to get them cigar and rum, Frank. We got the CEO of Diesel Laptops, Tyler Robertson. He's hanging in the wings. Going to take a short break. I want you to stay tuned. Ranch Nation. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BG Find a Shop. Shop.com. That's BGfindashop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Welcome back, RanchNation.tv. I know a lot of you will dip in and out because you're quiet quitting or whatever it is that you're doing. You can catch the podcast on Sunday. Big shout out to our radio family, KFNX and KMET out of California. We've heard from you and we are so grateful that you could spend some time with us. And a quick reminder, the EVIT Educational Foundation is hosting their 16th annual fundraising breakfast. It's happening Wednesday, November 9th. Put it on your calendar. You're not that busy. I know you're not that busy. November 9th, a great way to get intimate with Evit, as well as we're raising money, people, over breakfast. Uh, culinary students will be cooking up all kinds of eggs, waffles, biscuits, gravy, you name it, right here. Evit. You can get more information, evitfoundation.org. Susie, we talk about technicians. All the time. I have been um, sort of throughout the industry. We do a lot of work, uh, working with a lot of shop owners across the country. One of the things that I've preached, and sometimes I get hate and I really don't care. Are we burning out automotive technicians and diesel technicians by way of what is 100 million lines of code under hood? This is big time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, some of these places do not even have the equipment to be able to serve and help these poor technicians under hood trying to figure it out. So we're honored. We're going to tackle this title. How diesel technicians are overcoming, specifically diesel technicians, the advancements of technology and making strides, keeping America's fleet running strong. Let's bring in our CEO of uh, Diesel Laptops, Mr. Tyler Robertson. Welcome to Wrench Nation, Tyler. 
Hey, well, first of all, thank you. And second of all, I'm, I'm a little hurt. I didn't get the invite for the bourbon and the cigars. Oh, I'll be, I'll be hey. looking out for that. We all need to sit down and have a little You're bourbon. You're invited. And I would just add, because uh, uh, before we dive in, you shall be at SEMA, I take it. Yes? I'm, I'm going to be there. Apex and SEMA go on at the same time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there, man. We shall celebrate in spirit over the mechanical medleys of goodness, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's even funnier, Tyler, is that when I was telling the, uh, uh, the story about the valve adjustment, I didn't quite throw in the reason why I did the valve adjustment. Because everybody who pulled up side of me saying, that doesn't sound right. It sounds like a diesel. It sounds like... It was like a clack, 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 clack. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. I mean, if you're buying a a used car and it's a gas engine, it should not be... You should not have valve train tick, rod knock. Uh, We appreciate you spending some time with us. I I do want to get in, before we get into the history of uh, diesel laptops... Um, what do you think is is going on right now? You deal with a lot of companies across the country with diesel technicians and so on. What are these diesel technicians really needing like now, Tyler? What, what are their what are their shortcomings? Yeah, good, great question to start out with. And keep in mind, diesel applies to off highway as well as on highway. It's really the same engines and different things. And we have a, we have a couple things really going against us that I think are, some are similar to the automotive. So number one, we have no right to repair. So you guys have right to repair an automotive, uh, which means there's access to tools and repair. We don't have that. I didn't so even think of that, that, although we are yeah. on shaky ground, you know, uh, but right to repair, of I course, know. if you're new to that listening, uh, let's get keep it as simple as possible for your local rock star automotive technician and diesel technician to be able to efficiently fix your ride. They need the information. Some of that is being held back. So I want to clear the air. Oh. Uh, right to repair. So Tyler's saying to Diesel, uh, we, we, they're fighting that. Right? They don't even have. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big problem. Yeah, I think they tried to lump it in with this new one that's going through Massachusetts. But obviously, as we know, people that are following, it's all caught up with judges and appeals and everything else going yeah. on. So, you know, we're all we're doing our part to help push the message. But that's number one. If you don't have access to tools and repair information, it's really hard to fix something. And then the other big one in our industry is there's a huge shortage. I don't know about the automotive, but I can say in the commercial truck industry, there's over a quarter million diesel techs, and we have about 80,000 open jobs today. And it's been getting worse and worse and worse every year. So it just creates this backlog. We we really need to have a drink. (laughs) Yeah, we do. I don't know about a cigar. That's not a celebration. (laughs) But we are fighting uh, the same pains uh, regarding shortages uh, so, unfortunately, I wish I could say we're doing better, but <laughs> but we're not. So, go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm just frustrated. My industry, the diesel industry, has been trying to do the same thing for 20 years to fix it, and it's not working. And I'm just saying, on the record, it takes two things to fix it. Number one, we got to find a new way to attract talent into our industry. Going to high schools isn't going to cut it anymore. And number two, technology makes people more efficient. So, we got to come up with technology solutions. That allow people to get more, be more productive at work, do predictive, get ahead of problems, and all these crazy things that are starting to happen in, uh, I think, both of our spaces. Well, so, I, I want to, Susie, I want to address, address yeah, go the, ahead. the, we're going to get to technology, but attracting talent. If you are listening, I don't care if you're dry cleaning, basket weaving, and so on, we kind of joke around with the quiet quitting, but there's also uh, the quiet fire, quiet leader. Uh, piss-poor culture. And you've heard me say this before, and yes, you're saying, oh, that Frank, he's a broken record. But it is absolutely critical. Tyler, we have done this to ourselves, is what I believe. Are you seeing a new leaf with a lot of these companies that have realized, holy cow, I can't give a youngster a mop in a bucket and expect that's his beginnings of a technical career. It's starting to turn. I think what our industry, our industry has finally figured out is we need to go find young 20-year-olds that don't have great jobs, a lot of upward potential for income. Let's go turn them to diesel techs, and let's not take two years to do it. Let's make them entry level. Let's do an 8 to 12 weeks, get them into a great company that's going to train them, retain them, and make it a great place to work, and let's grow them up. Um, besides that, it's, it's, it's just tough sledding out there. Like every industry I know, I mean, we can talk about truck drivers, equipment operators, automotive, diesel tech, carpenters, electricians. It's a problem everywhere. 
and we're beating that drum pretty hard over here trying to trying to help the cause. So you're yeah. talking about on-the-job training. Well, we're talking about sort of a fast track. I, I don't, I'm probably getting into trouble for this, but almost like, I hate to say it, the military, yeah. all respect, I'm, an, I'm a veteran, but y- you find that some of these kids that may not have, and I say this, please, I say this so respectfully, you know, they may not be tracking a, a four-year, a six-year, an eight-year degree, what what are they? What, what can they do? It doesn't mean that they're bad or they right. they're they're not able or right. none of those things. But we know those gaps exist. And and in in my opinion, I I think it's something that Tyler's hitting on a nerve. How can we make that connection with a quick fast? But I think we're missing the alignment of the industry. Although you're saying Tyler, it is getting better. We're waking up. Well, we're not having a choice. I mean, commercial trucks are not like cars. Your car breaks down, you'll get a rental. Maybe you got an extra one at your house. Right. Commercial truck goes down, there's a load not getting somewhere. There's groceries not showing up on your shelf or plumbing supplies not like it's a plumbing store. Like all these things happen in this industry. So it, we don't have extra trucks sitting around just waiting for these things to happen. And it, it's a truck down is $1,000 a day on the Class A truck. That's kind of like the rule of thumb. So it's really critical to get these things up and going as quickly as possible so what I'm saying here and what the industry is starting to do is say, let's just get people that can do preventive maintenance, they can do breaks, they can do basic things, and we'll train them up when we get them here. And that way we'll home grow them and we'll give them training and all these things and then send them to stick around in the industry. Because it really is, we tell everyone, if you become a diesel tech, you will never worry about a job the rest of your life. And you can make six figures pretty quickly. And you don't need to go to school for two years or four years or six years to go accomplish that. So this is where I have to bring it down to really a a real simple answer if you can. So in my experience with automotive, internal combustion engines, learning about the electrical, I know that instead of a spark plug, it's a glow plug, but what is the main difference between a diesel Oh, okay. And an yeah. and a internal combustion I engine. I mean, for, for we got a lot of uh, folks behind the wheel, and they, they don't know the difference. Could you break, just in its basics, we're not doing a diesel no. pedal, but what yeah, is the I biggest mean, it, difference for, for those yeah, listening? It, it's, it, it's, it's really torque and the ability to haul excessive loads, right? So, I mean, we're hauling 80,000 pounds down the road, and we're getting 11 and 12 miles per gallon. So these are tools, these are machines that are just built to move massive amounts of dirt, haul massive amounts of uh, material, all truckloads, they're just built in a totally different way to sustain that. I mean, these are these trucks, you got to keep in mind, a commercial truck over the road, guys, they're doing 100,000, 150,000 miles a year. That's what some cars get, right? So it's just they're just built more rugged, and they have to be to be able to handle that kind of abuse. Yeah, okay. I, mean, it's a, I mean, that's a breakdown. I mean, in, internally, there, there's a bit of a different function and operation, but when you when you have those loads, Susie, um, you know, that... that uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot more difficult with a gas engine, so you need more of that torque and power. Absolutely. But on the road vehicles, like your what? Over, over the road. Yeah, over the road. like my brother is. Uh, who, by the way, Tyler, uh, it seems, and, and I guess this is relative, uh, the worst thing for a trucking company is to run to failure. We need to maintain these trucks. We, we do, and the industry, again, sucks. It's all reactive. We all know this, right? We all have a car. You're just talking about it, right? It breaks, you know, I have it, a symptom, it breaks down, I bring it somewhere, it gets fixed. And in commercial, when time is money, that's a real problem. And I can tell most people listening, if you have a commercial truck, it's broke down, you might be waiting two weeks, three weeks, a month Mm. before your dealer or shop can even look at it. Yeah. So how do you plan those things? So predictive to get ahead of the problem and use technology and algorithms to understand before you have a problem. That's the future, and that's where a lot of people are putting literally billions of dollars into. I love that idea. Uh, We talked about attracting talent before we head to break. Let's get into the technology side. Diesel laptops, your number one weapon. You have many in the arsenal. What is the biggest factor uh, with diesel laptops as it relates to helping out a diesel technician? Yeah, our main bread and butter product is, look, we're going to give you a diagnostic tool that will work on all makes, all models, no required annual fees. I'm going to give you a call center, a diesel text to call for help. I'm going to give you all the repair information you need, and I'm going to give you training, not only on the software, but these skills that you typically can't learn anywhere else because it's not offered in the marketplace. So we kind of go in there and say, let's just give you everything you need to be efficient at fixing a truck, not just hand you a tool and wait by to you and, and talk to you later. Yeah. So we're in there for the long run with these guys to really help them out on their vehicle repairs. 
Uh, we got CEO Tyler Robertson of uh, Diesel Laptops. We're going to dive into more of this. A lot of you technicians that are listening, how important is it if, if we feel a bit overwhelmed? We truly are, and I've said this for years, uh, how important is it to have, perhaps, remote-aided testing? Uh, of course, we know that programming is out there as well. Is that the future? I want you guys to stay tuned, Ranch Nation. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slight, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance. And I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you. 480-248-9049. 480-248-9049. Vision Collision. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk. The smart choice for auto parts. Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Now, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this. We have a benefits portion of our website, wrenchnation.tv, where we've got benefits for the Wrench Nation community, which is really protection for you, your family, your team. Your culture is important. Your team environment is important. So we're going to make it real easy for you to shop for health care, life insurance, device insurance, even pet insurance. I'm excited to share with you the benefits for the Wrench Nation community. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. We've made it real easy and simple. Your small business team deserve no less. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. Check out the benefits page and check out health insurance, life insurance, car rental, condo and home insurance. You name it. We've got your benefits covered. GetWrenchBenefits.com or WrenchNation.tv. 52% of the population, family, are women. We love you, ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to TechForce.org. Right on. Welcome back. WrenchNation.tv. Visit the website for some great shows in the past. We pretty much get a, a whole slew from Tony Dow. God bless uh, Tony Dow. He mm-hmm. passed away from uh, Leave It to Beater. Uh, we, we had a ton of ton of guests. I think you guys over a nice beverage will enjoy. Diesel Laptops Go is a shop efficiency solution company. They do this through diagnostic boy. tools, diesel technician training, Repair information, parts, lookup, tools. Boy, we need that. Love that. And a call center right here in the good old USA, staffed with diesel technicians. I really like that. Yep. Uh, for more details, diesellaptops.com. Welcome back. We've got CEO Tyler Robertson of Diesel Laptops. Welcome back, bud. Why? Well, thank you very much. Glad uh, to keep having the conversation here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, before we dive in, you have a slew of great. God, it's like a smorgasbord of goodness. <laughs> Before we dive in all the goodness, uh, you you grinded many years ago when you started Diesel Laptops, and I think from an entrepreneurial spirit, uh, we're sort of connected. I've on social media. I have so much respect for you and your team. How did you start, man? I mean, what what's your background? Yeah, so I mean, well, first I went to school for computer engineering, but they, they kicked me out. But I at least had enough to know a little bit there, right? Uh, but then I, I got involved in truck dealerships. And the joke in our industry is nobody ever goes into life saying, I want to work in a truck dealership. 
we all kind of end up here and we all get stuck in this truck market. Uh, but it's a great market to be in. So I had the fortunate thing of being a service manager, a parts manager. I sold trucks. I saw that whole world. I had a computer background. And, you know, it was seven years ago, almost coming up on eight. It was just me in my garage with about $1,000. And I, I started this company and we bootstrapped it. We now got over 220 employees and we'll do a little north of 70 million in revenue this year. And we're still growing like crazy. Wow. So it's just still kind of the story. And we're just, the big, the big people always ask why, how, and it's, it's the how is we're just here helping people. And when you help people, the money follows. And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. We, uh, we put up on social media, you guys can catch it, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and so on. Uh, Magnus Walker says the very same thing. Yep. You do not chase the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can so appreciate that. However, you made it, you made it nice and streamlined. I know there was a lot of challenges. Give us one takeaway, starting a company oh, like this. Yeah, when, I mean, you got great people. What would you tell me? I'm up and coming. I've got ideas. I, I got a grind about me that I can show up and do my thing. What would you tell me based upon the worst day of my life? How can I overcome that? Yeah. Okay. So look, we, we bootstrapped this thing, right? So we didn't do what people do today and go raise a bunch of money and build a company and scale it up and raise more money. So bootstrapping, I can say is extremely hard because you have to realize you're not taking any money out of the company for a really long time because you need it to buy inventory, receivables and all these things. But what that taught us was we need to watch every penny and we didn't know where things are going because we didn't have a lot of margin for air to go do things. So for us, it was always don't go take a risk we can't afford to lose. Like, we want to take risks. I want to keep reinvesting. I want to keep growing and scaling this. But let's not go do something completely stupid and blow through money. And you see a lot of companies that raise money, and they just blow it, and they go put their names on stadiums, or they go buy a bunch of crazy ads in the Super Bowl, and it never seems to work out. I, I, I rarely see that actually happen. So, yeah, be smart, man. Just It's not a race. It's a marathon. So it's so respect that. Time. Yeah, so respect that. There are many of us out there that uh, started out uh, – Humbly and modestly, and, and, and maybe we didn't have systems and procedures in place, but what we did have in place is monitoring what is a profit or loss statement is what I would say. Yep. And when you're counting your pennies, you really, that doesn't go away. Yep. So, I mean, I could so respect that. Um, in the service base, Susie, would you agree? One of the things we got to dance with is frustrating for all is the almighty Automotive parts. We love our parts partnerships. Oh, heck yeah. But that can be, uh, that can, boy, we can dance the wrong way, and that's a bad day from a productivity, and we got people yelling at us. Yeah. I mean, you really want to see the results from your effort, and when you're at the mercy of the parts, it's like, wah, wah, wah. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, with Diesel Laptops, you guys integrated a commercial parts platform. So you did not only did you provide all of this technical know how, but why not made up on the Supply side, talk to us about what was the uh, yeah. motivation for that. Yeah, so first of all, we did what the OEMs don't do in our space, and that's connect fault codes right to the part number that they need to buy to fix that fault code. And I worked at a truck dealership. I'd use four different systems to diagnose, find repair, find parts, order parts. And I was like, man, that is such a waste in the process. We talk about this, this shortage of technicians and the backlog of trucks. Well, when you're spending an hour trying to find a part to fix your truck, there's where your waste is because the technician's sitting there doing, you know, trying to figure out, do I keep working? Do I sweep the floor? Do I pull it out? What do I do? So we said, hey, we need to fix that. So we had to go map out every fault code that exists for every commercial truck. We had to go then figure out what parts does it take to fix these things. So we have an entire team that built our own parts catalog with exploded views and cross-references and look by measurements and all these things solely to help people find the part they need quicker. And we made all those lookups absolutely free for anybody that wants them in the commercial truck space. So we believe wow. that's the way the world should work, and it's not the way it works today. So that's why I keep investing money over there, because I know it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it's streamlined. We talk about technicians standing still, but how about the eyeballs that are crossed by the way of service management advisors, those folks that are uh, clerically in the trenches trying to yeah. find these parts? So that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a phone call to the dealer. Hey, can you send me a diagram? But you've got it right there. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's big productivity saver. Wow. Yeah, it's just you know I, I've always said, look, we can go, we're we're making money. We can either keep pushing forward and helping people solve this problem because if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. Is the way I feel, and we just know that it saves people time. And it, I mean, we're still growing thirty five, forty percent year over year, even at our numbers. And it's just because customers see the value that we provide, and we're not the cheapest solution on the market. We're the most expensive. 
So it just goes to show people, if they own a business, you don't need to be the cheapest. You just need to be the best and have customers understand the value that you provide. And you're going to make money all day long. Yeah, you better show up front and center with value. It's one of the arguments we talk about. Uh, you know, consumers, uh, they, they will pay uh, accordingly uh, for great service and so on. And you just have to make sure you have a model in place that provides that value and owns what you do. And we see that, you know, this transition over the years for you, Tyler, has been incredible overseas. I want to travel the world with you. I know that uh, North America is a big market. What are we seeing uh, overseas? Uh, do other countries get this sort of thing done better for diesel technicians? What's the outside world look like when it comes to uh, the diesel information space? So I was just in Europe a couple months ago and mainly in the Spain United Kingdom area. Um, first of all, their models are different over there. They actually do it right when it comes to vehicles. So in the United States, we spend very little time on maintenance and preventive maintenance. It's all reactive breakdown situation. Like 80% of the money spent is on breakdowns. Over in Europe, it's the opposite. They spend all the money up front to make sure all these things are working properly. So they have it much better. They're actually a little bit more in Europe due to laws. They're a little bit more open to access to information than we are here in the United States. So they also have that going for them. But it's interesting. There's really two types of trucks on the planet, uh, really three. There's North American model trucks, European model trucks, and then you have your Asian trucks. And at certain countries like the Caribbean have both. Uh, Australia has both. Uh, so, you, you know, you run into these, like, unique situations. So I'm actually – we actually shipped Australia quite a bit. we got a great following over there. So you got those big road trains with like the eight trailers behind them, and they're hauling hundreds of big thousands time. of pounds. Yeah. All these things, yeah, yeah. yes. So it's and just, and it's mining, outside the U.S. mining equipment. I mean, you, you're talking over the road type, but all commercial. That mining equipment is huge down in Australia. Oh yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's huge here. Like I, I was saying at the beginning, there's more diesel off highway engines than on highway engines in North America, and that That's, surprises people. Wow. They have they have no idea, but that that is the reality of it. Well, I think we get blind to it. We take it, you know, take it for, you know, what it is. We we see the trucks out there, but we're not paying attention to it. There's a whole industry behind that. Uh, I've got to get off a script, if you will. What's your take on the rail transport strike? strike. That yeah. strike's going down. They talked about oh, Amtrak. I know that's going to put a lot of pressure in the trucking industry. What do you What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, it's three things, right? Either they strike, they go back to work, or the government intervenes. Um, so it, it's one of those three things. The problem is if rail shuts down, trucking doesn't have the capacity to handle it. So I, I don't want to say we're in like a, like, I think we all remember COVID when it first happened, the grocery stores were empty and the targets and Walmarts didn't have things on the shelves. And, and this whole thing happened. It was all these guts in the supply chain that then the ripple effects we've all felt for years due to logistics. Um, it's, it's not going to hurt right away, but it, it's a long strike and trains aren't moving. We're, we're all going to feel the impact, and I guarantee you the government will step in. I mean, there's just, there's just too much at stake with inflation and elections and all these things. They're, they're not going to let it get too out of control. Yeah, I um, see. It, I see. I guess you know, Biden, Biden is talking about uh, throwing uh, some more money uh, after our uh, recent CPI number. Uh, that isn't zero month over month, but that's okay. Um, you see a lot yeah, of this I, supply chain. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tyler. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's, hey, it's America. It's what we do best, right? Throw a bunch of money in problem. <laughs> I was going to say, one big liquefaction at the market, no doubt, uh, for sure. Uh, you, uh, you see the industry side of, you know, sort of the technicals on the hood. You see operations. When you have a group of uh, diesel technicians in, in management, over the years, we've seen a lot of transition. What is one of the missing ingredients that you see from a service side let's get out of the service bays uh we already talked about parts and and that flow the technology by diesel laptops they have the offerings there what can we do differently by way of how we're handling our commercial and fleet business as a service yeah advisor? so i can tell you i mean there's over forty thousand independent shops in the country there's tens and tens of thousands of just mobile operations these are people with one truck or two trucks they just drive to the truck to fix them in general, a lot of these places, they're not even running management systems. They're still using carbon copy, pen and paper. They're still using QuickBooks or Excel spreadsheets to do things. 
And it's just a super inefficient way. So they, they definitely got some system problems there. And the way the world's moving with 5G and connected devices and more computers on vehicles and more hundreds of millions of lines of code, like this thing's getting really complicated really quick for anyone to manage the entire process and flow and communication to customers. There's so much waste that goes on there in that entire space. And I was a service writer before. I was a service manager before. We don't have training available for those skill sets. In a dealership, it's really like they point at the best technician and go, next man up, you're our foreman. And that person has no idea what it means to be a manager, a leader, how to deal with how to deal with conflict and all, all these soft skills that they have to learn. It's sink or swim time. Yeah. I don't know if you guys see that in the automotive industry, but it happens mm-hmm. day in, it, day out, and unfortunately it burns out so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm chomping on the bit because I, I you know, working with, with hundreds of shops across the country, it is surprising, Susie, that I mean, because it's now, it's a, it's a work smarter, not harder. Right. You can actually be a whole lot more efficient. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Tyler, CEO of Diesel Laptops, uh, Tyler Robertson, want you guys to stay tuned. We are going to get into Mike Rowe and what he has done. He's done an amazing job. Tyler had a chance to work with Mike Rowe recently. Stay tuned. Ranch Nation. The new gasoline direct injection engines, also known as GDI, are the hottest new improvement to horsepower and fuel efficiency in this century. Service professionals agree that GDI's unique power requires unique GDI maintenance. BG Products has the most current and effective GDI maintenance available in over 20,000 shops, and they back it up with a lifetime BG protection plan. Go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. If you have a GDI engine and you want it to last, remember two more letters. BG. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Honored to have uh, Tyler Robertson, CEO of Diesel Laptops. Tyler, welcome back. All right. Hey, thank you very much. All right. We got to go back in time. We we know that Mike Rowe has been on the forefront, of course, uh, Dirty Jobs host. Uh, you got together back in, I believe it was in May, uh, at the Virtual Diesel Expo. Talk about all of the good works that Mike Rowe is doing. You guys assembled uh, some good messaging out of that virtual diesel expo. Talk oh, to us about that. So, so Mike Rowe is like one of my favorite human beings on the planet. And what I like about Mike is he's not afraid to go against the grain and just say how something is or how something should be. So I'm proud to say Diesel Laptops, we donate to his charity every year, the Mike Rowe Works Foundation. And they gave away over $1.6 million in scholarships this year to oh, wow. do trade skills. Right? So... I, I'm a, I am I am on board with Mike Rowe and everything he's doing. I can tell people at Diesel Laptops we are as well. We're starting a new podcast series. We got a great female diesel technician. She's all about you know telling talking to females, males about hey this is a great industry to be in. You know dirty hands, clean money, that whole thing. And we're we're there to help. We're going to be working with Mike Rowe for a long time. But it was just great conversations. He's just he's just so frank and honest about all these things and all these things we want to say about. You know, like getting rid of shop class was a bad idea 20 years ago. We're, we're paying the price today for things like that. Absolutely. So I, I appreciate everything he does. Yeah, I think, Susie, red tape, red tape. We need to get right to brass taxes. And you're absolutely right, Tyler, yeah. you know, to have someone on the forefront, uh, as well as thank you, Tyler, you and the team at Diesel Laptops, to be able to be able to paid forward like that. I yeah. mean, that's you're hip to hip, and that's how it should be. I'm actually still loving what you just said. It's incredible. Dirty hands, clean money. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just really frustrating that people forever are told you have to go to college, get a four-year degree. You have to go to college, get a four-year degree. They go to college, they go spend eighty grand, and then they come out making $30,000 somewhere, and they wonder why they can't pay their student loans back. Mm-hmm. It is just the most infuriating thing in the world to people like us who understand that there's a lot of different ways to make money in this world, and there's a lot of needs for things. So it's just it's just such a frustrating thing, and the government's not doing anything to help the situation at all. Yeah, I mean that's a whole God. We could do that would be ten episodes. <laughs> yeah, it would. Uh, and we could split <laughs> the podcast easily. Uh, but for sure, there is. Yeah, let's dissect that. We got a few minutes because now you you just triggered you triggered some <laughs> internals on this. Let's break this down. All right, parents believe a certain way. Some parents believe that maybe they had a shortcoming and they want more for their kids. And they, they think that the industry uh, that we love and know, as you said, clean money, dirty hands, is not the right way to go. You talk with parents. What do you say to that? I, hey, I have an 8-year-old and 11-year-old. And if I've learned anything in life, I didn't get a 4-year degree. I got kicked out of college. I've done okay for myself. You did mention that earlier. People. 
Yeah, I know plenty of people who don't have a 40 degree and have done great things. I know plenty of people that have a 40 degree that are kind of dumb. <laughs> they just wasted <laughs> that money. It was stupid to do. And I think we can all probably look at someone in our lives and be like, hey, yeah, that was stupid of that person who spent 100 grand to go do what they did. So, again, you don't, and that's a great thing about trade skills. You don't need to go four years. A lot of these programs, like the diesel tech programs that are out there now, you actually pay nothing up front. They're free. They're looking for people. And they'll pay for your housing. And they'll put you in school. And they'll be like, by the way, you're making 15 bucks an hour working at a restaurant. You do this eight-week, 12-week program. We're going to give you 25 or 30 bucks an hour to start. Yeah, by but the way, it doesn't cost you anything. Do you think parents... After. Yeah, I know, yeah. but do you think parents are actually looking at the... I guess the, oh, you're a mechanic, even though you're making good money. Well, there's still a stigma. I mean, yeah. I, think, I, think, uh, I think we've done a better job by way of the guidance counselors. That <laughs> for years, they had the picture. Do yeah. you want to be that guy or do you want to go <laughs> over here? Uh, Tyler, I mean, I think, I think on a whole, the, the educational side of things has gotten better. Uh, and the industry. I mean, we have to help ourselves here and we have to help the future that way. I think we're better, but we do need a lot more work. We do. Mike, Mike Rowe just had a great post. It was a picture from like a high school guidance office, uh, counselor's office. And it was like one side was like a, a mechanic and the other side was a guy in a suit. And it was basically the, the poster was like, be the guy in the suit, not the mechanic. And I'm just like, you know, uh. it just got so twisted up here on what winning looks like in people's lives. And look at how much student loan debt is out there right now today. Are we really better off than we are than before? I don't I, I got to say, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> Um, and now we're all paying the price. And like Micro says, when I flush the toilet, I love that it goes away. And I know we need people, we need diesel, we need all these things. <laughs> so true. I mean, you know, the, from the concept of dirty jobs that way, it is so true. So if you're that parent, we're not suggesting. I mean, yeah, we're biased. We're in the industry, of course. However, test drive it. Allow, allow that flourishing to take place. And as I've always said to you, you... What's your worst case scenario? They can now change the family's all, and they can now maybe do the the uncle, your grandma's breaks. It's okay, but give them that opportunity. Right. Uh, Evid has got campus tours all the time, and many trade schools ac- across the country. Open that up a little bit, because as Tyler said, they are just about doing this to, to free. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just as serious <laughs> as can be. We need you. We need technicians. So, uh, Tyler uh, Roberts, man, I want to catch up uh, at SEMA with a cigar, some good old smell of diesel, and a nice refined <laughs> beverage. We are honored to have you stop by, man. Thank you so much. Well, and a big shout out to the Diesel Loptap family, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. And that sounds like a perfect thing to do with you, man. So, I'll find you there. Sounds good. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, See, Tyler. I love it when people start from scratch. I like his energy. You know, you you guys yep. are going to scratch kitchens and all this. <laughs> well, what about scratch business, by the way, of automotive stuff? I love it. Yeah, he was it awesome. Is awesome. Susie, great show. Thank you so much. Of course, Pumpkin. Bree on our board, as always. Thank you so much for working engineering. It's like a day trading station, man. We appreciate <laughs> you. And as I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. Awesome.